I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlett. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and I feel pretty and witty and gay. And my name is Colin Drucker. And I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about doing it again. I, oh, I thought about it. Well, that was perfect. And and I had to start with that because it was the most imp- one of the most important things to me in watching West Side Story. Yes. Is how do you do the I know you do? And it was perfect. She did yes, it just I'm how you did too. it. Ugh. Yeah, if they were to get rid of that, I mean, that is, uh, you know, unforgivable in my eyes. I think it's just written into the song anyway. Right. It goes with the rhythm. But it was like, you know, you knew that some things were going to be updated and they were going to, you know, change the tone or the pace of certain things. But I thought there are some things you don't fuck with. <laughs> so, That's true. Yeah. And that is, that is definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, no, of course, I don't want anyone to be shocked. You know, where did Brenda Vaccaro come from? It's, you know... <laughs> Oh, Mo, we got to touch this, you know? <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I know, yeah, isn't really, it? It's he sick. was really channeling her, yeah. <laughs> that's it, baby. That's it. That's it. Um, but indeed, Colin you know. Drucker is having a good time. Is, yes. Not necessarily the best week. No, yeah. not the best week, but a good time. Yeah, no, it really, I, I, uh, the best part about the fact that I did get sick last week and have been slowly recovering my voice is that I am so close to Brenda Vaccaro now that I, I like I have to savor it. It's like what was that book, Flowers for Algernon, where the guy gets the surgery and then all of a sudden he's a genius and then he slowly <laughs> yes. loses it again. And so yes. I am at my genius state. And so it's just a matter of saying things like, "What he was, Sophia, was a good man," you know, and really just yeah, letting I this mean... support that, you know. Yeah, and then add it to our theme song and see if anyone notices. Oh you know? my god! Oh my god! Ugh. I would. I. That would. That's the. Oh my god! That's the the, the idea right that someone could confuse me with Brenda Vaccaro, I could die tomorrow. There's no higher compliment. No, yeah. I've peaked. <laughs> that is it, baby. <laughs> oh, uh. but all that being said. Um, powering through because we have a very important movie to talk about this week and that is the remake of West Side Story oh my goodness I want to know everything about your experience I saw it first I actually saw it on Rita Moreno's 90th birthday oh my goodness a couple Saturdays ago I feel I don't even know what time is anymore but uh I didn't know that until after I saw it. I went with my mom and dad because uh, Keon was out with a friend all day for her birthday. And that was that was kind of planned 
a week or two before that, so he couldn't necessarily cancel. And I, I couldn't wait any longer. No. Um, and I went to my hometown movie theater, which has changed names. It used to be called Distinta, and now it's like, you know, Phoenix... The like number 17 cinemas or something. <laughs> Is it's it a, a Chinese food there. restaurant? <laughs> I know, right? It sounds it sounds very that. But uh I I mean, obviously we're gonna get into it, but I my parents loved it. They know the movie. I mean, I I don't even know the last time they really even saw the movie because I did West Side Story my sophomore year of high school, and that's really probably their only frame of reference. But you know, my mom saw you know like a special on entertainment tonight with like you know nancy odell about like rita moreno and like so she's she kind of knew what was going on and that the movie was out so everyone was really excited and we all you know spoiler alert we really loved it but how about you what was your situation how did you see west side story well, I went with a couple of friends, you know, kind of my, the friends I go to see, you know, theater with and, you know, kind of my like, you know, if it, I, I saw mass with them, you know, the, the folks yeah. that, I, that are local that I can go do these things with. And so we went uh, on, I guess, last Sunday. Again, yes. I don't know what time it is either, but it was, a, it was at some point recently, probably two Sundays ago. Who cares? And... Uh, <laughs> And so we went, and I, you know, flash forward, we went, I got sick that night. My friend also, my friend tested positive for COVID. I Whoa. did not. I tested twice negative. Uh, I, okay. And so, dang God. But the reason I bring that up is as I tell this story, it's like all I can think about is like, uh, how it started and how it's going, you know what I mean? Like, yes, how naive was, yeah. we were, like moments before tragedy, because it's like the the outer layer of all of this is that we went to the movie theater, and I was hoping it was going to be like one of those ones with the Alamo Draft House or whatever, with the food and the pre pretzels and all those things, yes. and it was more of a general concession stand. And so I was like, this I should have known. We should have walked out right then and right there. But I instead got popcorn and Buncher Crunch and a Diet Pepsi. Okay. And uh, they had the reclining seats, which was great. I ate most of the popcorn and the Buncher Crunch and the Diet Pepsi. And then we went out afterwards and I had a bowl of fries and three vodka lemonades. And then I went home and at 3 a.m. I woke up and I barfed my brains out. And that's how I got into this voice situation because I think I did something to my voice on the way up, you know. But, um, yeah, all that acid, all that acid, yeah, coming out of you, yeah, yeah. And then you looked in the mirror, and it was like it was like you know, like the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Only you were like Brenda. Vicaro. Only I was Brenda Vicaro, Yeah, <laughs> actually, it was all these broken blood vessels in my face. But I love the idea Not that I looked that, too, yeah, yeah, that I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh no. Um, and so I, anyway, so that's the outer that that's. Not the question you were asking, but that is the... That's okay. I mean, I wanted to know. The yeah. Deets. yeah. That's the container that this story is held in. Um, that's the downside. The rest of it was excellent. I want to yeah. say first and foremost that the movie is two hours and 36 minutes long, and I was so concerned about... I knew I was going to have to pee at some point. And the kindness that you shared with me, you said you could go during cool... And yes. sure enough, Cool came on, and I was like, great, because I am at the brim. And it was oh, great, perfect. because then I was able to enjoy the rest of the movie without kind of, like, tapping my toe of, like, oh, come on, Chino, just do it, you know? Um, yes. So 
that was the most important thing and the only part of the movie that I missed, but I'll catch it later. I mean, I it pained me to even send that text because I had, we'll get into I'm, my list of, I mean, I, just to kind of start this conversation, I loved it. I, I can't even tell you how much I was, I was just so emotional the whole time. I mean, this is my favorite movie. It's my favorite show. I just, it, it was such a I don't I don't even know it's one of those I going into this podcast episode like every time I feel like maybe maybe I'm just speaking for myself like when you when you're so worked up in like a, a good way and you love something so much you you can't really articulate it you just have mm-hmm. to say like it was so good yeah but like it it was just so beautiful and like it was eye candy and the music and the costumes and the choreo and the performances like it really was it exceeded my expectations and I, and they were kind of high to begin with because the trailer was so good. And yeah. I really just, and I know that I, I didn't really prep you on this too, but I, I, I want to talk about, I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago about the trailer versus the movie and like how much it really kind of, you know, did it build it up too much or uh, this is a great trailer by the way for West Side Story. I know there was like a couple teasers, but I think that it really kind of, delivered everything it promised what do you think i do too and i don't feel like it gave anything away like i feel like the trailer could have given away some moments or some visual either visual moments or emotional moments that that like you know i i didn't watch i didn't feel like there was any point in the movie where i was like oh i already saw this coming the only thing that was familiar to me was uh anita's yellow dress with the red underneath uh, while she was dancing to America in the street. I knew that from the trailer, and I was happy to see it in the movie. I don't even know what my expectations were. I think, to be honest, yeah. I and I, I maybe pose this question to you, is as the movie starts, and of course, you know, the title screen is like, you know, the classic title screen of West Side Story. As it starts, is there a moment where you're like, oh, God, this could be cats? You know what I mean? Like, at oh, what point did you know that you were safe? Here's what I will say. I maybe I I I can maybe attribute this to like I guess my excitement for the movie. I just wanted it. I felt the pacing was a little off in the first half hour, and I don't mm-hmm. know if you felt the same. And I feel because it's just like you know you start out. There's the prologue, and then there's like uh you know the jet song, and then there's like something's coming, and I'm like okay, get to the dance at the gym. And I will say when the dance at the gym finally arrived that's where i was like i felt i almost said safe but like it's not like anything before it was garbage at the same time too i was just really excited to be there and i wanted to get to the dance at the gym that was like my first sort of benchmark of like i just maybe that was like okay if the dance at the gym is good then everything else is going to be great too mm-hmm. and i think everything that came before that mm-hmm. and you know um, you know, there's some there's they beefed up a lot of characters and Lieutenant Shrank had this whole monologue at the beginning, too. And I was like, all right, I love you, Corey Stoll, but let's 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 keep it moving here. I don't know if you felt the same at all about the pacing in the first 30 minutes at well, all or if you even noticed it. I didn't notice it as much. I will say like the dance is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like Snatch Game. You look forward to it every season, <laughs> you know? Say, yeah. yeah. And so like I was kind of in that headspace, but I got to say. And my friend, she had the same experience is I think it's in the opening um, 
in you know before like the just the with the with the jets and then they kind of do a little dance in the street and you know I'm, you're, you know what I'm talking about better than I know what I'm talking about but in the very sure. beginning when some of that music starts to kick in and some of the choreography starts to kick in she and I both were like yeah the goose bumps went up my thighs and I was like okay yeah. this is gonna be amazing and it's also part of like that score is so fucking amazing that like all you have to do is play it you know um Yes. And and I think, you know, the I I didn't mind the beginning. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I could see how sure. the pacing was slower, but I think the context of like the Lincoln Center, you know, the the, the site I for Lincoln Center, it. all yeah. of that was so interesting and you know, the visuals, like the set was just so, you know, however they had done it. I'm sure it was a mix of CGI and and sets, but like it was just such a world that they that Steven Spielberg was creating. And I yeah, I was really I was like I was all in. I will say, then having seen the whole movie, boy, how fast the second half is compared to the first half. Like you forget yeah. that most of this movie takes place over one night. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, just like the actually that West Side Story, it it's literally the whole story is over twenty four hours. Like it is an incredibly brief period of time. Yeah, I I agree with you about like once it start like once it goes, it goes. And I I yeah, and it's like I almost want to retract what I said about the beginning. I I mean, I think to talk about the choreography, and I know that's kind of like a big topic here because it's it's West Side Story. It's like the Jerome Robbins choreography is. It, I knew it wasn't going to be that. I didn't expect it to be that as well, too. Um, I I thought there was something really... And, you know, if you've seen the movie, it is it's it is different, absolutely. But there are winks to the original choreography. Yeah. And, um, and it's... But there's... It's a different... I don't know. If, like, I almost want to say a different tone. It's more, like, athletic. And it's a little bit more, like... Um, I don't know. I, I, I hesitate to say masculine, but I feel like that you know the original was like very ballet driven. Sure. And this one mm -hmm. is less so. Um with certainly ballet elements in there too, but it felt like how a gang would dance, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which is a weird sentence to say. I know what you mean <laughs> is like when you watch the original, there is an even greater suspension of disbelief. Like already there are guys dancing in the street. It's like, okay, well, we're not in reality. But in the original, it's like, okay, and we are, they are, you know, this is, this is dance. This is Alvin Ailey, Mary, you know, like it's that yes. kind of thing. But like in this, I, yeah, I, they, they took like a, a serrated knife and roughed up all the edges, you know? Uh, and I don't know shit about dance, but I definitely could see what you're talking about. Um, you know, and, and there were probably at points where I, you know, like, let's talk about the dance. Like, there's so much to talk about, but I think you make know, a good point of, like, let's use the dance as an example. Because um, I think yes. there's a lot to kind of say about the movie that's covered in the dance scene. Um, I I had forgotten that the whole Tony and Maria meeting in the in the original kind of happens, like, in the middle of the dance. And, like, doesn't, like, all the light, all the lights drop out and they're kind of featured dance, you know, doing that little that little dance alone together. Is that correct? Yeah, it's like the it's like the season 1 of RuPaul's Drag Race like Greece on the screen and it's just them, you know, and and they meet each other and everyone kind of goes away and then right. they have that little ballet moment, but in this case, 
they're behind the bleachers while everyone, you know, we can imagine that everyone's doing the same dance, but we're not seeing it, I guess, which I kind of liked. Yeah, you know, I, I I had forgotten what they had done in the original until I read about it later, and I thought, you know, I I think that that's a great example of what you were just saying, because in the original, it all exists, it, it exists suddenly in this, like, fantasy world, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas in the remake there is kind of a fantasy element, like the rest of the world drops out, but it very much is two people alone behind the bleachers, you know, like no one else does see them. You know what I mean? Whereas like everybody else in the original can see them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I a hundred percent. And so I I, have something to add to it, but keep finish your thought. Oh, well, I just, I think that is like, I think there's a lot of ways in which West side story keeps some of that magical realism, but much like, for example, setting it in the future location of Lincoln center. I feel like then there's kind of just these like reminders of reality or there's like blending in of reality with magical realism, you know? Yeah, I I think one thing that's left out of both films and is really only written in the Broadway show is that there's a there's a ballet sequence. There's a somewhere ballet sequence what which starts with like anybody's if I'm not mistaken and then like it's it it is this sort of I don't know, this land where everyone gets along and it's beautiful and everyone's, it's like jets are dancing with sharks. It doesn't mm. happen at the dance. It happens right where, it's the, it happens where somewhere is. And yeah. then, and as opposed to Tony and Maria singing, as opposed to Valentina singing it in this movie, um, it's it's sung by the cast. And I was, I, I wonder, I, I, I mean, I feel like that was intentional, like to put them behind the bleachers and to not really give us that sort of, elevated like what you were just saying this surreal sort of dreamland that um you know we weren't we didn't miss that ballet sequence i still kind of wanted to see it even though Mm. i knew it probably wasn't gonna happen um because you know rita needed her moment and we'll talk about that of course singing somewhere but um yeah i there's there's back to the dance though um i know that we started and that's kind of where we went but i will say one thing like no, no, no. I'll save that thought. It's about Tony Maria, but I know we'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, Tony yeah. Maria. We're definitely going to talk I'm about I'm just Tony excited. Maria. I'm I just know. Excited, I, yeah. uh, I, I don't, <laughs> this is, I, you know, do, don't feel stifled. Queen out how you need to. I think. Yeah, say it, Sister Margareta. Exactly. Yeah. Say it, Sister Margareta. Well, let's, you know, I think, well, the dance kind of being the metaphor of like, you know, the way that it's handled is, you know, a little more realistic. I would say, if I'm going to be honest, I think I do enjoy <clears throat> the dance in the original a little bit more. I think sure. maybe the the visuals stand out to me more. Maybe there's just the matter of like the red gym against like Anita's purple dress. Yeah. And like there's things like that that I think um some of this realism that's been blended into this this new version, you do lose. And so I think that's why Anita's yellow and red dress later is so stand out is because in the original we get so many iconic looks or it feels like it you get so many colorful looks whereas i feel like here it's so much grittier um the in terms of the actual like you know mambo mambo dance moment in the gym how did you feel that compared to the original how did that what did that feel like for you Ooh, a loaded question because i too i really had to kind of let go of a lot of especially for the dance at the gym and even the scene beforehand. I mean, 
I mean, I, that whole scene between Anita and Maria about the dress and like how like Anita's sewing it and then she finally gives it to Maria and she's like, I love it. I, I and like I, I have that scene memorized mm-hmm. and I really do feel that that is such a crucial um, it's the first time we see Anita and Maria. So it's like, it's establishing their dynamic. It's establishing that Anita is the BSA. And like, there's so much charm that Rita Moreno brings to that scene too. It's like, you trust her, but you know that she's looking out for Maria at the same time too. And they they have a version of that in the bedroom. And I do love that Anita took her red belt off and gave it to Maria. I thought that was like mm. such a clever little way to do that. Um, but I mean, we're going to get into Ariana DeBose. Oh yeah. We're leading up to the big topics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, oh my Lord, there's so much to talk about, but, um, it it just like as like a side by side comparison, you know, I feel like it's, I feel like it's, um, Glamazonian Airways and Bitch Perfect. They're both Mm -hmm. great in their own different ways, but I agree. I, I think that the new, the newer version of this, I mean, first of all, the choreography is insane. These dancers are dancing with a capital d I, I was in awe of everyone but i do feel as far like i wish we could pull back a little bit like there's so many of those great like i i don't i don't know what i'm talking about but i'm just gonna go with it like a, a crane shot you know what i mean mm-hmm. in the original mm-hmm. where it like pulls back even where they where they're walking in the two like concentric circles where right they're, like about to be matched up like i love i love seeing that aerial view and i feel i felt like the gym was a little bit and probably intentionally so, like it felt tight. It yeah. felt very um, crowded. And I, I, that's probably how it felt too. It just wasn't, I wanted it to be more expansive, but I love that it took place in a gym, like a real gym. Right, versus um, like this kind of fantasy version in the original movie. Yeah. Yes. And if I was to be really picky, and this goes along the lines of like, I know you do, which they kept, mm. I really, I think, you know, having my last culture says when when did you know that culture was for you slash when did you know that you were gay when i watch west side story for the first time and when the sharks do what the first like bum 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 ba, dun, dun, mm-hmm. and anita's in the front and she's leading that line of women and she's just holding her dress with her hand up like that's we didn't get it in 2021 yeah. and that's okay and that's okay but like I, I wish they could have. I wish they, ooh, they did it. There was a line of some sort, you know. Like they were again. Like I, I didn't expect it, but I wanted it. Um, so I'll stop there because I, I'm also interested. Even though you kind of started the conversation, like what from what you remember from the beginning, or even like the maybe more in the 2021, were you were there things that you like better in the 2021 versus or at all? Yeah, I mean. So the things that I mean, I was gonna say that that's gonna bring us into a very uh, I don't want to say controversial topic, but there I mean sure. like one I guess the deep tease is I loved Ariana Debose, and yes. I think what she I think she had a really she had huge shoes to fill, and she had to yeah. fill them right in front of the woman who made the role famous, you know? Yes, and. Uh, and won an Oscar for it, you know, and I thought, oh man, like, this is it. This is, you know, uh, this is the best supporting actress Olympics. And yes, I think that she like more than won the gold. And I wonder, or, and I, I don't, 
I guess what I'm trying to say is I think there were things that 2021 Anita got to do that 1961 Anita did not get to do or express. And yeah. so merely based on like, well, they didn't give Rita Moreno a face journey, but they gave Ariana DeBose a face journey. Who might, what, you know what I mean? And one is not yeah. better than the other, but like, I guess what I'm trying to say is one of the things I liked more was the, the deep, uh, deep, the deeper appreciation of Anita in the 2021 version. Like she was an appreciated character in the original, but it's like Steven Spielberg was like, I know, I know I'm, I'm going to cast Rita and I'm going to make sure Anita gets even more to do in my version. And so yeah. in a way, my answer is what did I like more? Anita. Yeah. Um, she is yeah. like a, more than a triple threat. Uh, it is just, she's so fun to watch. She is so dynamic and compelling. Um, I, I, I've, the adjectives that I had, you know, listed to describe her just, it doesn't really do her justice. I, I, I feel that she, I think also too, going back to like the writing, it's like she has even more of a, I, I shouldn't say an uphill climb, but you know, those scenes with Maria, at the, that scene with Maria with the dress, like it's, it's shortened, it's different. It's like, so she has to find a way to charm us and deliver with not with without the original source material i mean not you know not the same lines it's it's different so like and her anita is different and like i shouldn't say so many ways but like enough ways too it's like there's there's a strength to her and there is a vulnerability that you see just kind of peek through every once in a while too and i i'm i can't wait to see it again i wish i could have seen it twice before we recorded this because we, to kind of put us in perspective, I saw it on Saturday, the 11th of December. You saw it on the 12th. So it's been a moment, and a lot of it's a little fuzzy for me. So yeah. I, I can't wait to, you know, follow up on this, too. But it's it's so hard to compare, but I just... I yeah, I can't say enough about her. Yeah, this is just a queen out episode. We couldn't possibly do the deep yeah. dive that we want to because we can't. We couldn't take notes, and so and it's not as fresh. So I know what you mean because normally we come to this and we've been able to you know maybe watch it a couple times and you know like yeah. we can't do it this time. So no pressure, queen yeah, out, no and we will come back to this movie and go. Okay, wait, we need to talk about this scene again, and that's yes. what's going to happen. I think it's going to be like Mass, where it's like, hey, do we need to talk about Mass today? Do we need to talk about West Side Story <laughs> again? Okay, great. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think, uh, yeah, Ariana DeBose, who I, let's talk about her. Let's let's get into the Best Supporting Podcast. Let's talk about her um, right off the bat, because I, yeah, I, I think who I, I was, of course, most excited to see, other than Rita herself, was you know, Anita, it's like, this is, as I yeah. said, this is the best supporting actress Olympics, not only having Rita in the, in the cast, but just Anita, Anita being, you know, we've talked about a quintessential best supporting actress, you know, kind of character. And, mm -hmm. um, and really, I mean, the more interesting female character of West Side Story, certainly more yes. than Maria. And that's not a dig against Rachel Ziegler. It's just the character is not as interesting as Anita, you know? Um, yes. And I just, I, I just fell in love with her nose. She's just got that, like, like that nice yeah. round nose. She got the cutest nose and I just fell yes. in love. Um, and I, uh, I loved her relationship with Bernardo. I feel yeah. like they added an, it, it seemed to me there was more context or I understood their relationship better than I did in the original. Um, mm -hmm. 
I mean, I don't want to get distracted from Anita, but Bernardo. Bernardo. Good God, Bernardo. Ugh. A boy like that. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. He is... Oh, my God. Like, the two of them... I was like, you two, if you, is there an Anita and Bernardo only fans that I can subscribe to? Oh, I know. I don't know what podcast I was listening to. It might have been Pop Culture Happy Hour. I, I listened to a lot of West Side Story sort of, you know, hot takes. And one of the things they did say is like, wouldn't it be great? Because I, I feel going back to Maria, I, I have I have stuff to say about Rachel Ziegler and even the way that Maria was written, because I do feel this is a better version or, you know, representation of Maria, I guess, in this movie. But I don't really come to West Side Story for Tony and Maria. They right. have great songs. I think they have some of the best songs in the show, to be honest, uh, or the movie. You come for Anita, and like, wouldn't it be cool? I I am totally borrowing this from one of the podcasts I listen to, so um, just go with it, I guess. But like, if this story was all about Anita, if Tony Maria did not exist, this would be so much fun to watch. This like they're they're like still in the story, but Anita is the lead. I guess Ugh. we're seeing this whole story through her eyes, and like really putting a spotlight on her. I was like, oh, that is. That's the movie I want to see. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be amazing to do like a reimagining of West Side Story, but as w- <clears throat> with Anita as the main character. And yeah, uh, because she does get, you know, that climactic moment, the attack and she gets the, you know, yes. get a message for your American buddy. You know, I don't think she says that in this in this version, though. I don't think she, she says, doesn't. No, no, she doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I just know that line so well because, you know, it's a it's the first note of every episode. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I love that. I also just love the idea of like, even after like uh, almost like a sequel. Like, who is Anita after this? You know, um, yeah. Bernardo is dead, and uh, Tony's dead. It's just like I mean, you think about it. It's just the women who are left. It's just Maria yeah. and Anita and Valentina, and dealing with the aftermath of that. Like, there's something about the way that this was written i guess that really i guess drove home like how fucked up it is that maria sleeps with tony like in less than an hour after killing her brother and how mad and like rightfully so anita should be and really and also catching him as he goes out the window as opposed to in the original one where he's like kind of on the ground and kind of running away like Mm. i wanted to see her throw a lamp at him you know what i mean yeah. i wanted to see her go ape shit and then just like lead into that song and how angry that song should be yeah you know that song i i always find that to be like almost the hardest challenge for whoever is playing anita is to navigate that song because it's yeah. like and i thought that there was because there's a one point in this where like i think Anita's in the foreground and Maria's in the background and like, you know, the focus is on Anita's face and she starts to cry. And it's just like, you know, you know, any moment of like, oh, cool, let's watch someone cry for five seconds. Like, I love that. But yeah, I want Anita to be enraged. Like, I want her to be so yeah. fucking pissed off. And I, I think what's interesting is that like she, it is really Anita's conflict, right? It's like she can't, like, reject Maria. You know what I mean? Like, there's also that... I think, you know, what's so sad about this is, like, 
you know, Maria and, and Anita are all they have it at this point. I don't know. I just wanted, I, I wanted more. I wanted like her to, I mean, she does slap her, which I love. I kind of mm. love that that happened. And I was like, yes, that that's probably, you know, the, the furthest representation of like what we're kind of asking for in that moment too, because yeah, it's, but it's her brother and it's your, I, they're not married question mark like they're just together they're not I married i think so, so uh, yeah. yeah yeah i don't know i don't uh yeah i don't think bernardo and anita are maybe i don't know actually that's a good question yeah, I, maybe I, I just assume they were meant to know yeah but i mean we know that they're together we know that they're you know passionately in love so it's uh i think that also is like an interesting as difficult it is to play that scene i think it also is uh, equally as fun to like talk through that and really figure out what is you know what drives that song or what you know what because mm-hmm. at the very end of it she that is like it's, I, I think she kind of forgives maria i guess for lack of a better word and but also tells her like you're you can't stay here you gotta go like, yeah i I, yeah. Can't, I can't protect you from what's gonna happen if you continue to see him Ugh. Ugh. Another interesting alternate reality is if Maria and Tony get away and Bernardo's dead, and then, like, what's the next day for just Anita? You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. again, like, that's what I'm interested in. It's like, forget Tony and Maria, are, you know, are, are the central tragedy at all. It's like, what's Anita going to do now? You know, like, what life does she build now? And it's not even a sad story, you know? Like, I feel like that's almost the beginning. Is like, this is the beginning of Anita's story in America, you know? Yeah. And I, I one scene that they added that I was just like, oh, my. I mean, this is where I really... I, 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 I cried a lot during this movie. And the last, like, half hour is just, like... It's just too much. Mm. Um, but her identifying Bernardo's oh, body yeah, yeah. is just, I'm so glad that they wrote that in because that really, that's ultimately what really kind of snapped me out of the whole, like, yeah, she she just came from the morgue and then she sees Tony and Maria together, the man that killed him. Yeah. Uh, and her fate, like her just sort of like welling up and watching her lip tremble. Forget it. Forget it. Come yeah, on. I know. It's just, Mm. she's she is so i mean and that's why i say like why i love one of the things i like more is anita is like because we get anita gets to do that in this movie you know um, yes yes you know i why don't we talk about rita why don't we just you know let's just name rita yeah. rita 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 returns from anita to, to rita from anita yeah. to rita and from rita to valentina uh, Valentina is kind of the widow of Doc. Um, and, you know, and, and kind of this interesting, I was reading some review of the way that, like, Valentina and Doc were, you know, this uh, this, this sort of new American uh, possibility that Tony kind of idealized, you know? I think he even says sure. to Valentina that he's going to meet a nice Puerto Rican girl like her, and he's going to have the life that Doc and Valentina had, you know? I think this is an interesting, I'm assuming... The, there's plenty of reality of this that there were mixed race couples in New York at this time. Uh, like I, I like it. Didn't feel shoehorned in the way something and say and just like that might feel shoehorned in. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yes. <clears throat> but all that being said, what did you think of Rita as Valentina? I thought Rita was great. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something very controversial, 
and then back it up with a lot of great compliments about Rita. Go for it. I think she should have started somewhere and I think she should have ended somewhere but I feel like Tony and Maria should have took the reins in the middle. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. That would that that is just my hot take from what I remember because that that is her moment. It's the only song that she gets to sing. Um, with all that being said, I thought it was like a beautiful sort of tribute to the beginning, uh, you know, to the sorry the to the first movie and looking at Doc. Of course, I teared up during that part too, and and maybe a lot of this happened uh, to me during the uh, like you know, the sort of attack slash rape scene of Anita as well, too, where I was just like holding my breath the whole time so mm-hmm. much so that like I blacked out. I was just like, right, right. And, and I don't I like when we get to that scene, like I remember bits, but I don't remember everything. So I it, it was the same yeah. with this too. And like, listen, Rita Moreno is a legend. She's one of my favorite gals. So I'm never fully going to be mad at any time, you know, any moment of her being on screen and i'm so glad that you know the the story behind it and coming around full circle and for her to be in this movie you know 90 years old like this might be one of her last projects i mean i hope she lives to like 102 but i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna come for her vocals i just think that you know to maybe uh beef it up a little bit I, I did miss Tony Maria singing that. I, I but with that being said, I think it's such a quiet um, moment when she sings somewhere too, and I think it, it. I think it totally works. I just I wanted. It's my favorite song in the show. Like definitely top three. I just think there's so much, so many great. Uh, the the music is beautiful the lyrics are beautiful um so i'll I'll stop there um and then we can go more into it but how about you what did you feel i mean i think that she did a great job i think you know it it's like you know it's kind of like the score it's like you can't go wrong like rita moreno can you know she can you know she could turn crap into a tiffany diamond you know like she's (laughs) so talented and even in her early scenes with tony like there's such a a lovely chemistry between them yeah and you know it's the same chemistry that you see or have on like one day at a time like she just yeah um she's she's a delight to watch i think in terms of somewhere yeah, I mean it's an it's an interesting moment. It's funny. It's it, it's reminiscent of um, in the Heights, where it's like the only you know one of the only solos, and it's a quieter moment with just the older woman in the cast. Uh, yeah, I certainly uh, liked this a lot more than you know, uh, Grandma Grandma Subway, Abuela, uh, than yeah. Abuela in the Subway. But you sure. know there is a similar quality there, and I thought you know as much as I was saying before how I think that this movie really. Uh, kind of wrote its love letter to Anita in bolder letters. I think the mm-hmm. way in which this movie was also a love letter to Rita Moreno is like, as the kids say, it's correct. You know, I mean, like, yeah. <clears throat> down to the fact that, like, she's in the ending. Like, she's in the final fucking shot, you know? Like, yes. she gets to be there, and it's just like, that's not, that's not nothing, you know? Um, and so I think... You know, with somewhere, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm certainly not going to come for her vocals or anything. I think yeah. it was, to me, my takeaway was, I hear everything you're saying, and my takeaway was they made this choice on purpose to be like, you know, let's just, let's feature 90-year-old EGOT legend Rita Moreno in potentially one of her last roles. You know what I mean? Like, it was, yes. it was kind of like a, yeah, it was like this moment for Rita, you know? 
Um, Absolutely. And so from that lens, I could really appreciate it. You know, I was, uh, maybe my friend was saying that during the attack scene, which it's so funny, I'm with you. There are moments about it that I can't remember, though there's one I I'm, I'm can't wait to talk about. Um, but my friend was saying it was kind of weird that, you know, Valentina comes upstairs and she's like, hey, you, get off of him. And it's like, these people... Are they really going to stop for this little old lady smacking them on the back? I know. But yes, what I, yes, yes. but my thought as well was like, well, Valentina is an elder of that neighborhood. Like they also yeah. see her as a white woman. They don't see her as a Puerto Rican woman. And so there mm-hmm. is a sense of like, oh no, they respect Valentina, you know? So yes. I, I did, I did understand that. But um, yeah, the attack scene, I, I think just to zoom in on that while we're there. Yeah, let's do it. You know, it's one I definitely want to watch again to kind of, uh, especially, you know, Anita's lines afterwards. But let me tell you, you know what stood out to me in the attack scene? One Miss Grazi, Riff's girlfriend. (gasps) The Graziella. Graziella and the decision to like have the girls there and and have it be like, no, no, wait a minute. What are you doing? I that was that was when I was like, what did I like more about this movie? That moment. That's so smart. Yes. Is then there's a one shot of her slamming against the window while they're attacking Anita, and I was like, Ugh. this isn't in the trailer too. Yeah, it's in the trailer. Ugh. Yes. And I just thought that, and like just like the the physicality of of him like dragging her out of the store, and like it was like it was just so layered that like even though like. In a way, it's like, no, the men are in separate gangs. We're not actually in separate. We're actually, like, more similar than we think. You know what I mean? Like, and there was a sense of, like, women sticking together in that moment. And I just, ugh. ugh. Yeah, that was a thrill. Even though it was, like, very hard to watch. I, I agree. That was, like, in my notes of, like, changes to the script it makes it just makes sense. It's like, so great. I, I it's it's so in like in to like add more of the story, like the layers of the story. The fact that um, both of them lost their you know significant right numbers. right. She lost Riff, and like that she can write like it's it's not about like rival gangs anymore. It is about like seeing another woman being attacked and and being not being able to help at all. Uh, yeah. Just... So, and the actress's oh, name and... is uh, Paloma yeah. Garcia Lee, just to give her. And apparently, she and Ariana yes. DeBose are like friends yes. in real life. So yes. it was like, which I, oh, <sighs> yeah, I just love that. And and one other trivia thing too, going back to Bernardo to um, David Alvarez is he was an original Billy Elliot in the original Broadway production, won a Tony Award when he was like a wee lad. Oh my god! Oh. Wow. Yes. Oh. I love that and um and he's such a goose in that tony speech too but like to see him come from that to like i mean full-blown oh my god it's interesting because like i i think if we we can talk more about bernardo but we have to talk about riff and mike faced yes riff i cannot tell you in some ways i think about him more than i think about anita Uh uh-huh i can't even believe that sentence came out of my mouth but i was blown away by him i can't I, I believe we've yeah. gotten to this late into the, into the episode and are I now know. he is the, he is a bsa he is yeah let's get into it yeah i first want to say that he 
it's not that I recognized his face, but I did recognize his voice a little bit. He originated the role of Connor Murphy in Dear Evan Hansen. He was nominated for a Tony Award. Unfortunately, he lost to Gavin Creel for Hello, Dolly that year. But I think he is a star. And yeah. I... I think I read like an article that he's like one of those actors that's like, yeah, maybe I'll keep acting. Maybe I won't. It's one of those situations. I was like, please, please keep acting because I, again, I, the hardest I think I cried during the movie was when, I mean, spoiler alert, Bernardo stabs him and he turns to Tony and he has tears in his eyes and he's like, it's okay. And then he says, take it out. And I, uh, <laughs> crumbled i could even as i was writing the notes for that i started crying in my notes for this podcast i was just like that will forever stay with me i can't believe how impactful that was how smart it was to include that and how much you really really feel for him even though riff is like i'm not kind of a racist he is a racist like yeah it makes like it's it it's more evident in this movie like that line about what does he say like uh He's like, every day more people are moving in and taking over stuff who I don't like. And like, and just like that when he's trying to convince Tony. And of course he is. Of course he is. Like, that's his driving motivation. But he's there, he somehow manages to make you, I don't want to say I'm rooting for him, but like when he dies, it really, I, I was like, I, I don't want this to happen. And I can't believe it is. And the way that he dies was just so beautiful and touching. I, I couldn't believe that's. That's where I was during that point. Yeah, I, this was, I mean, like one of those moments where like on its first line, I was like, oh, who are you? Like, yeah. there's just that vibe, that that BSA vibe. I was just like, oh, my God, this is I mean, you know, like the because Russ Tamblin was the original riff, right? Yes. And yes. I feel like it's a it's a memorable performance. And he was nominated for an Oscar, I think. Right. Um, he was not nominated. He was not. That's right. I was yeah, so surprised by that. Oh, the snubbery. Well, and I don't know if Mike Faced is going to get recognized as well. But, you know, it, it is interesting. As much as we queen out about Anita, it is interesting how Riff is kind of a quintessential best supporting actor, act, you know, character, yeah. even above Bernardo. Yes, so much. And this yeah. it's not it's not anything against David Alvarez. I think he did his job beautifully but there were there is just something about i think when you first it, it's his voice it feels lived in it feels like he has a wall up that you can't see but you can see at the same time like yeah the way that he tries to convince tony but the way that he is this sort of lone wolf at the same time that like he's like all right i'll do it myself then there is this fearlessness to him that with russ tamblin it's sort of like, I don't know, this sort of like MGM, like buddy boy, like I'm yeah, you're on our yeah. turf, so uh -huh. get scram, you know, where this riff is like, I hate you and I hate your kind and I want you to leave and I am willing to kill you in order to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's real. It felt real. It's I that element of like this version that feels more, yeah, more gritty, more based in reality. It's not... It's not the kind of play, not play fighting of the original, but like it, there's some, yeah, you're not, you're frequently reminded that this is like racist violence. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's, that's the fuel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, 
we haven't said much about our our poor tragic leads, Maria and Tony. Um, but yes. I'm curious your thoughts on. I know you said you had some thoughts on Rachel Ziegler, uh, and and Maria would uh, take us there. I I really loved her. I I know that like, and and I don't know what's to come for like award season. Um, and I. I know we're going to talk about the Golden Globes in the after show this week too, but um, and and nomin- you know, things that were left out included all that stuff too. But I I think that the way that they mo- wrote Maria in this version, one of the things they're just I'm just going here, but one of the things I really loved is that Maria danced at the gym with Chino. Mm-hmm. Like, of course she's going to dance. In the first movie, she's kind of like this wallflower, kind of bopping from side to side, and like not really like she's more sure of herself and it's like it's supported by the fact that she is i don't know i just believe her when she says i'm an adult and i'm going to start making decisions for myself as opposed to like Mm -hmm. big brother why won't you let me do this and the the, like it just and like how they mentioned how she took uh took care of her father for you know x amount of time Mm -hmm. on her own and that she is i don't know i just felt that she was a more compelling character, even though it's still Tony and Maria, and I'm always going to be more interested in Anita. Um, I loved her voice. I think that like it really had like the perfect balance. I I know that she can like really belt her face off in a more like contemporary environment too. So I was nervous for that because sometimes when you're more inclined to do that, those sort of lofty high notes that is needed for this role tend to be a little bit not what I'm looking for. And she, she nailed it. I think that like the singing and the acting, I, I really, really liked her a lot. Um, how did, how did you feel about her? I mean, I, a, I think, you know, it, it, it's not hard to do better than the original. I'm not a big fan of Natalie Woods, uh, performance. Maybe minus the last monologue for Natalie Wood. Like, sure, sure. That's the only thing that I will, but yes, go on. But overall, I, I I think, you know, there's elements of it. It's just like, it's like, well, you're not Puerto Rican. There's that, you know, you're actually completely white. Um, and there's Rita over there and they're putting brown shoe polish on her face. There's just a lot of things on this set in 1961, you know? But yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm just saying uh, that's not my primary issue with her. I just I'm, it's not it's not like Ariana DeBose and the big shoes she had to fill. That being said, there was the excitement of like, I don't know who Rachel Ziegler is and she's a newcomer. And so there's kind of just that like having no expectations and in such a, you know, um, iconic role. I thought she was great. I thought she was excellent. Uh, I I hope this is like the beginning of a long career i think she's going to be in a new version of snow white next year or oh, in two cool. years or something like that so um i'm sure she'll just do she'll do just fine you know it, it's weird to see that there were people talking about how west side story bombed i don't know if that's necessarily true i don't think of this as a bomb or as an unsuccessful movie i mean certainly the awards suggests you know it was at least critically acclaimed but um i think this i mean not a bad debut, Rach, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I as far as going back to the bombing, the bombing, that's not how I wanted to say that. Mm. But um, yeah, it didn't make a kajillion dollars the first weekend. So people are, you know, who West Side Story didn't, you know, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't make as much money as they maybe hoped it did. But I still feel like it was really close to what they were expecting. So they're going to be fine. 
Correct. You know, it's not Titanic. But at the same time, I feel a lot of people, A, might not even know that this is happening. B, aren't really into musicals. And I, and like, C, you have to go to the movie theater. Yeah. So there, it's, it's a lot of things sort of stacked up against it that, uh, you know, maybe once it's streaming, we'll have more of a life. And I do think that it's going to be just fine during award season. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope this is a movie that once it's available for streaming, gets a lot more attention, a lot more press. I think like, you know, it, it does bring up kind of, and I know Steven Spielberg has been a, been a big proponent of movies and theaters and the legitimacy of that. And I will say, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you felt the same way that I was glad I saw this on a big screen and I got that full experience, oh, yes. certainly. Um, but I guess at this point, I also feel like that there are so few movies where that feels necessary. And I think especially a movie that's two hours and 36 minutes long. Like this is something that's going to do really well available on streaming over the winter when you can pause it to refill your hot chocolate and you can tinkle and you can cozy up with a familiar movie while it's snowy outside. Like I just, I don't know. Like it just, when I was watching this, there's also that, you know how people say like the first, at least, at least the first one, the first Harry Potter movie feels like a Christmas movie. Um, yes, it does. Which I've never even seen it, but I, I know what people are talking about in the same way that like straight guys like to remind you that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And um, Yep, yep, yep. It's like, I get it. I get how it feels like Christmas. Sure. Um, I I like the idea of this kind of being a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? Like a yes. whole family on the couch watching West Side Story during Christmas. But yeah, you know. I agree. I don't know. It, versus it being... A, th- a blockbuster in the theaters, you know, like look at what's a blockbuster in the theaters right now. Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. I, it makes me think of, um, uh, I feel like this is 2019, like little women was such a Christmas movie for me. Oh yeah. Like, I saw it over like Christmas break in quotes and I felt like, yeah. And it, it did really well. Um, and most people were talking about it, but not everyone, you know, I, I feel like this is kind of along the same lines of, as that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's it's so interesting. Like movies that are unofficial Christmas movies. So, uh, I guess all of that's to say, I hope West Side Story gets um more love and more appreciation, and maybe the award season will help. You know, I think so too. I think once people see that this is really being, I guess, given some love from the the critics and uh, you know, in awards that that always makes me want to watch stuff that I yeah. haven't seen. I guess mm-hmm. you know, well. I was going to say, will my mom and dad tune in? But they did because uh, I made them go. So <laughs> Right, that. right, right. Um, but, you know, my mom also took my grandma and my aunt the next week, too. So, like, I think people just need to see it. And the fact that, you know, I keep saying Nancy O'Dell. I don't even know if she's on Entertainment Tonight anymore. But in my mind, she is. Yeah, like, in her mind, she is, too. It. Yeah. yeah, that Rita's making the rounds in the, uh, and doing press. And I, I think that that's a really good lens for, you know, the boomers to sort of, okay, maybe we should go see West Side Story. This looks pretty good. Yeah. Now, I think, you know, I, I was going to say we haven't really talked about Ansel Elgort, but I don't really have any thoughts, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I don't think we need to. He's yeah. fine. Um, Again, Tony is the most boring character in the show. I thought Something's Coming was a total snooze, the way that it was staged. Um, Yeah, we can... 
we can move on because I have like a, a, a few like bits and bobbles of my notes of just to kind of breeze through here. Um, and they're kind of all over the place. I don't know if you had anything else to say about Ansel or just I, the character of Tony. I did not. I, I you know, yeah. I, there was, you know, I, my friend had texted me, you know, there was the one shot when when Tony finds out that Maria or thinks sure. that she's been killed and yes. he gives that kind of like that face. Distorted face. Yes. You know, listen, I love a distorted face. You know, mm-hmm. I love a Tony Collette and Hereditary. I don't know if this, I think it's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah. So. I, yeah. That's all I have Agreed. to say about that. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And they, I think, you know, if my ear is serving me correctly and I feel like I've read about this stuff, like some of the keys were changed maybe for Maria. I think that was the point where I was like, okay, I need to get through Maria. I don't really care about Maria. Beautiful song. Mm-hmm. I love singing that song, um, but also fine. I did, I guess I've just, just talking about the character of Tony and Maria, I did love their sort of like, their sort of date day, I guess, on the subway and how that sort of leaked into One Hand, One Heart, which is also one of my favorite songs in the entire show. Um, I liked that. I liked that she... Um, the conversation of him talking to Maria saying like, well, you know what? Riff had it tough too. Like he didn't have parents. So like, and kind of that sort of white man's view of, you know, well, everyone's suffering. So, you know, I don't want to hear about how it's hard for like immigrants or something like that. And I was like, that's an important conversation to have. And she kind of shut him down a little bit too. And I, so I I think that's really the last of my notes for Tony and Maria, I guess. Like, I, I don't really have anything more to add or talk about with Mr. Elgort. I think that's I think that's totally fine. That's fine. I, I want to go back. I should have mentioned this during the the scene where um, after a boy like that goes into I Have a Love and Lieutenant Shrank comes back to their house. It makes again. It makes so much sense that they would talk in Spanish to kind of come up with that plan. Yeah. And, like and just and I guess that kind of opens up the whole. Um, idea of that there is more Spanish because of course there would be and how you know there are no subtitles and there shouldn't be like right it's just how the story is written and we if we want to do the homework and figure it out then we have to do that because that's how they would have talked to each other I thought I mean there that's a great point of another thing that I really appreciated in this version was like yeah when these people are alone together or in so many situations they're gonna speak in Spanish and yeah um and and to further, you know, create a situation where if you don't speak Spanish, you don't understand them as the audience. I I think it just further added to the experience. I thought it was, you know, yeah. um, there's a sense of not understanding people and not understanding their their, you know, and how do you react to that? Because I think what's interesting is I could see some people watching that and getting angry that there's no subtitles. Like this is so stupid. Yes. I don't know what they're saying. It's like yeah. That was the irrational reaction that people would have is I don't understand them. So this is wrong, you know? Yep. And I, I think, you know, what, this is such an interesting idea, but like when this was released on streaming, I guess then you could put on subtitles. You know what I mean? Like there's, what it makes me think of is like when Adele was like, I don't want you to play my album on shuffle. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, exactly. sure. it's like I don't sure, want sure. you to watch West Side Story with subtitles. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, yes, I agree. But I know that I thought that was that was great. I thought that was real. And finally, like finally, it's the first movie I've ever seen. Like I've seen movies do this where they'll have subtitles, and I sure. obviously appreciate it. But like, I I thought it was so smart to recognize like these people are not going to speak in English to each other when they're alone without other English speaking yes. people where they need to speak English. Yeah. Yes. And the added addition of La, La Borda Kenya, which is the, the Puerto Rican national anthem at the beginning with Bernardo, I thought was really powerful. All, like all things considered after that sort of, you know, the, the initial fight where baby John gets, Oh my God, that like nail through oh, his ear or something. God. I was like, yeah. Oh. oh God. You had a nail through his ear. Oh, um, this, what makes me realize is we we have not talked about, and maybe this is a nice last topic, uh, not to cut us off a few other things, but no, a, uh, yeah. a nice topic to, to cover before we go, maybe I should say. Um, we haven't talked about the new version of America, literally. Yes. Uh, the yes. new version of the song America that no longer takes place on the roof. Um, and I was misremembering. I, in my mind, the rooftop scene was after the dance. Is that correct? Yes, it's late. The dance happens. I think the war council happens possibly, and then afterwards is the roof. It takes place after the dance. I know that, and it definitely yeah. obviously takes place at nighttime. But yeah, yeah, during the day. And and so yeah, here it's during the day, and it's funny because it was almost reminiscent of um, in the Heights, where it was like yes. there was a it, in the Heights would do a similar people singing out the window and hanging the laundry and then the community yeah. and all that dancing in the middle of the street. Like it was, uh, I I was concerned at first because like oh no. What are you doing? Like, there is no more perfect scene in movie history than America. Yeah. You know, like, yes. in and of itself, it is such a perfect scene. It is so perfect. And so mm -hmm. it's like, what are you going to do? And I actually, I thought this was great. I thought it was really fun. Same. I think it's, you know, we, we get this sort of, uh, you know, first of all, I mean, there's nothing more iconic than that purple dress that Anita wears in, in both at the dance and during America too. Yeah. I, I think the yellow and red dress gives it a run for its money. Uh, and that's sort of like great dresses of cinema because mm -hmm. it just moves so well. I, <laughs> this is one of my notes. It, I'm, I'm skipping ahead just a bit, but the, towards the end of the number two, when like everyone's out on the street, there are a few unlucky souls within that female ensemble that have to wear pants. Can you imagine? Ugh, nothing can to you ruffle. Imagine? Nothing to ruffle. Ugh. That's just cruel. Because I always think back. <laughs> it's, can you imagine getting cast in West Side Story as a shark and you're going to dance in America and then they're like, we're thinking we're going to put you in pants. Right. I would cry. I would cry. I think I would. I would be so sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to get so close and then to be told, well... There's one hitch. Yeah. Yeah. There's like two or three of them, and they're really quick in that ensemble. Because I always think back to the original. Everyone else has a really uh, a great dress, and there's one girl that has like a stripe dress that's just like it's like suction to her body. And I'm like, ugh, at least she can still move. But, right. I mean, that's that's hard. That's really hard. But I, I think that it, it really sort of... I, I agree when they're kind of walking down the steps. I was like, oh, man, is this just going to be like a walking through the city number? And then it sort of settles in. And th this is like, I mean, I, I don't this is not a song that like you should cry at. But I, I think it's just 
so beautiful to watch the original and once this one really hits its stride during like the key change mm -hmm. that it's just like i just immediately started crying like just welling up i guess you get like chills through your body and i i loved when they were on the curb yeah so, like, the girls go up and the guys go uh -huh. up the, during the clapping section i was like okay we arrived and we got there and i was just i wanted to clap afterwards <laughs> yeah the curbography stood out to me i was like okay yes. this is what i wanted you know um oh yeah it was it was beautiful um yeah did you what else did you have in your notes and the things you wanted to queen out about i just have a couple things yeah. i'm sorry that i keep going but i i I'm, i'll keep it brief no no um, no apologies i wanted to say uh, to kind of wrap up i think bernard this is my last note on bernardo is that i love that he's a boxer I love that they gave him just a little bit more to work with mm -hmm. and how like he's just a natural sort of born fighter, but that's also how he makes his money. Just these little uh, things that they keep at, like that they, they, they gave to these characters. But I think the biggest thing that I was like, I, I should, I, maybe that's, I'm being hyperbolic here, but like Chino, we didn't talk about Chino. Um, Chino is such a goof yeah. in the first one, but he plays such a pivotal role and they gave him so much in this, mm -hmm. I, I, Josh Andres Rivera, I mean, first of all, he, like, as soon as he took those glasses off, I was like, oh. It was your she's I all that moment. Yeah. yeah she, yes. Uh, not she, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I couldn't, I, I love that they told him, you know, they told us what he did for a living and how he's just sort of like this, you know, he has like a boring job, but he's, you know, he's stable and he's good for Maria. And, and I love that he's sort of, you know, it's sort of like a goon at the dance of the gym that like he really tried to dance and he's like kind of a good dancer, but kind of not. And that him, him and Bernardo are really close and like so close that like he's kind of the second in command for the sharks. And we never quite got that in the begin or the, the original movie. So I really loved that. Yeah. I, I felt like Chino was given, uh, you know, just knowing that he was like in school, like repairing adding machines. It was like, it, it adds this context for Maria of like, in a way it's like I don't, the American dream turned American nightmare is like, yep. Yeah. And you meet a nice guy and you get married and you have a family and you're never really like overjoyed or you're never fully in love, but he's fine. And he's got a skill. Yes. Like it, there is something interesting that Maria is with Chino, you know, he's kind of being confronted with, I don't know, like just the prospect for so many Americans to be um, sort of uh, ambivalently in love and married. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, that yes. it was like, well, you could build a life with him. It's not about passion, you know? Uh, yeah, it's about security. Yeah, about yeah. You will, you're going to have a roof over your head. And like, I mean, he's not bad to look at. I mean, they gave him the glasses to try to make him look like a nerd. But like, I, you know, I want to see what's under there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see an IMDB photo. I know what's going on. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, the, the other character that's sort of maybe, you know, uh, along the same wavelength as Chino is anybody's. And I thought, mm. um, this is played by Iris Menace, who is a non-binary actor who being played as like, I guess like anybody's as a transgender, as a transgender character, which I, I thought it brought so much more to that. And I like the line of, uh, you done good buddy boy. Like, yeah, so hard. Like I, at the end where I was just like, cause I knew it was coming and they made it such a moment. And I just, I'm really glad that we got to see 
that. I thought that was really clever. Yeah, I, I feel like there were just, there were all of these little opportunities with West Side Story. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's either things you could correct, like putting Rita Moreno in brown face, um, sure. or, you know, you know, having leads that needed to be dubbed. Um, and then, you know, there's things like, you know, uh, for example, giving Bernardo, you know, this story of being a boxer or, you know, having this narrative about anybody's that like, yeah, this character existed in the original, but like there was so much further that you could take it. And like, I felt like, again, it, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like I was watching and just like that. And this was the character of Che, you know what I mean? I felt like yes. it was a really meaningful inclusion that didn't feel like oh let's have a non-binary character or a trans character just for the sake of being 2021 about it um i it was like no people like that existed at this time and this is what it could look like and this is how their life their life and their their you know challenges could you know could appear and how it could fit into this kind of world i thought that was really smart and I mean, I think in the original and in this one, you know, you almost forget that anybody's is a really pivotal character oh, towards yeah. the end. Yes. Shout out to Smash star Brian Darcy James <gasps> as Officer Krupke. That was my Krupke. next uh-huh. Yes. Which I think I wrote this in our group chat. Like, would I have loved to see John C. Riley or a John C. Riley type in that? Yes. I think that is our modern day Officer Krupke yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm always happy to see Brian Darcy. I, I think that that's, and that's a number that like, I always feel like I actually really loved it. I love that they were at the police station. I love, um, how that just worked out. I wish there were more of them, like more jets there to kind of fill that space. But also it made sense where they were in the story because they were kind of slowly catching jets after the rumble. I guess, um, or was it after the rumble? My timeline is all because some in the show and the movie, it's like it's flipped. Like Officer Krupke comes, where like right, right, right. Cool yeah. is oh, we forgot to talk about cool. I'll keep it. Well, I went brief. to the bathroom, so I didn't see. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> I will. I will fill you in. I. I, I think like the highlight, the, the numbers I was most looking forward to is obviously the dance of the gym and cool and. They just, I think it's a missed opportunity. Tony wasn't cool. They're basically fighting over this gun and Tony's telling them like the idea is like, why did you buy a gun? Like just play it cool. That That is in a nutshell what it's about. Mm. It takes place on this dock. Uh, Ansel Elgort is half dancing, but like Mike Faced is like, you know, dancing circles around him. I would, I would be like, I don't want to do this because I'm not a dancer. He's like, almost getting it Ansel Elgort but I I really wanted to see a full-blown number and I was mm-hmm. really sad I was really sad by that yeah I mean I would say and you're talking about cool but I would say in in contrast I think I agree with you that Officer Krupke we got a full number you know yeah um, yeah they gave it to that yeah and that's a song that even in the original I always think that I don't like that song and then as it gets going I realize how brilliant it is I think mm-hmm. it's like um, I have the same, or I used to have the same feeling about uh, uh, "You Could Drive a Person Crazy" from Company. I used to think, "Oh, yes. oh I hate this song," and it's like, "No, I love this song. It's so yes. smart. It's what it, the impression that it's doing is of a much simpler song." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Officer Krupke, they're doing this kind of almost like nursery rhyme, and it's actually this whole 
commentary about you know their doomed lives you know yep um and i thought yeah this this version was really i mean all the choreography with the benches and all that i mean so to say cool. nothing so of cool. the lady of the night who locked herself in the cage <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need to know more about her. Loved her. Yeah. Yes. And I think I think that's all she wrote. I, I'm looking at my notes. I'm just kind of scanning through here. I feel good. Yeah. I feel that we've covered almost everything. Um, and, you know, like we said, if there are some afterthoughts next week, I will be sure. And, and maybe you have a couple more comments, especially after the second time we see it. I don't know if I'm going to see it with Keon in New Hampshire we we're desperately trying to make it happen, but we have a lot of stuff going on. So might have to wait till we get back to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe what we'll do is particularly for our PSATreons on Patreon yes. is once we get to watch it again, maybe we'll just like zoom in on one of Anita's scenes or maybe uh, one of Valentina's scenes. And we'll just do like a real queen out on, on some moments. Yeah. I think like final, final thoughts slash like what how how well this will be received at like the oscars i i think that i feel confident saying that ariana debose is going to get a nomination i yeah mm -hmm. yeah i, I hope I so i would i i almost said i know so <laughs> as if i have some sort of you know i i have an in with the academy but i i just i feel like it has to happen at this point with the movie being released so close to you know, she has a Golden Globe nomination now. I feel like there's some momentum. She's like, she made the cut. If she didn't get a Golden Globe nomination, I might be a little bit more concerned. But would I love to see Mike Feist, Mike, Mike Faced, excuse me, I see, keep saying Feist, um, as like a Best Supporting Actor nom? I would, I would be more excited for him than I would be for Ariana because I, I feel comfortable that Ariana is going to get nominated, but I would just love that. Yeah, yeah, like it it's kind of how I feel about mass at this point. It's like, oh, I just, you know, there's some I need I need to make sure it gets recognized, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, this has been uh so much fun and I wish we could keep going, but you know, we're being played off. We're being played off. I knew it. And uh that means it's time to let folks know where they can find more of you. Yeah, they can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla. I'm releasing a Christmas episode this week, or a holiday episode more specifically, um, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast. Did I say that already? I'm like staring at the wall. It bears repeating. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, and they can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Chanov. How about you, Colin? Well, you can find more of me on my other podcasts, All Right, Mary, where we are wrapping up our coverage of Dragula, and we will be... In a couple of weeks, starting our coverage of Drag Race season 14. Um, so, and on Patreon, we're doing season eight. So that's fun. That's, Ugh. I've been enjoying that. Ugh, yeah, more of that's coming soon. Uh, and of course, I've got at least one more episode before the year closes for In the Details, a celebration of nuance. And you can find more of me on Instagram at Colin Drucker, Twitter at, no, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, Colin Drucker and Twitter. Ugh, you know where to <laughs> find me. You've been listening long enough. You know um, the rest. You know the rest. But more importantly, you can get more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Twitter at BSA Pod. Or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. 
Well, this is only at this point for our BSA Treons. You better keep your best supporting peepers peeled because for you only is there a best supporting after show coming out tomorrow. Of course, if you want in on the best supporting after show, all you got to do is sign up at patreon.com slash BSA pod. Uh, and you can continue to hear our discussions on things like the last half of the second season of Pen15, the Rondi Reed Roni Roundup, our best supporting assignments, best supporting, you know, BSA of the week. Uh, yes. uh, just so much more. Yeah, it's going to be an action-packed episode. We're going to talk about And Just Like That as well. We got a lot. Of, we have a lot to talk about. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm going to go coat my throat and uh, that, as they say, is that. <laughs>